Unser, unser. Welcome back to the King in It Bloody podcast. Oh, That's not, not the official title. Hold on a minute, Craig. Are you okay? I'm all right, yeah. Are you sure? No, I'm fuming today. I had a bit, of, a bit of a paddy this morning, did we? It's just one of those days. Yeah. 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 Well, we were supposed to record this podcast yesterday, but Amy decided to throw the memory cards across oh, her room. Oh, so it's my fault. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's that's one of the reasons. Do you just want to press um, pause a second? We'll just go out on the green and have a fight. Sure, have a fight, yeah. Absolutely fine with me. What else did you lose? Oh, you lost your charger as well, so you haven't got a laptop today. <laughs> so she turned up with her phone. That's fair enough. I don't know where it is. I think it's in one of the food bags we took up to custard the other day. Nightmare. Yep, nightmare. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, welcome back. This is the Mongol Rally season. Yes. Where we're talking about the most mental journey we've ever done in our whole lives. And we'll probably never do again. Well, I wouldn't anyway. Yeah. Um, so if you've just tuned in, you've just found this podcast. Welcome. We're Craig and Amy. And we took a 1.2 litre Fiat Panda called Veranda Babes, who was dressed in orange camouflage with a mechanical dinosaur on the rooftop to Russia from Barry in Wales. Did you just say Veranda Babes? No. She ain't no awning. I named her. I know what her name is. <laughs> so if you missed the last podcast, we were talking about Turkmenistan, yes. which was an absolutely mental journey in so many different ways. Yeah. We went to Ashgabat, which is just a mad city. Then we drove to the gates of hell. Yep. It was a belter of a podcast. It was. If I do say so myself. Yeah, because there's so much going on. <laughs> it's not even just like we drove through. There was so much to see, so much to learn. And yeah, probably one of the most incredible look through my eyesight I've ever seen. That crater. <laughs> what on earth did you just say? You know, the most incredible look through my eye sights I've ever seen. Are you just trying to say it's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Yeah. Why are you describing it like there's someone in your head looking through your eyes? I'm poetic, Craig. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm poetic. Why do you look so fancy today? Now, I've only stuck on a pink top. I've got a pair of jogging bottoms on. Yeah, but it's all like satin and that and off off the one shoulder. It was four quid, mate. <laughs> don't matter how much it costs it's what it looks like why, should... why then why have you got the fanciness on today honestly i couldn't find anything to wear it wasn't because i've been on a podcast before this podcast because i'm really like popular proper podcast they didn't want me but it was warrior women because you only me only me you are a, a warrior woman you babes um yeah but then when they ask you why you're that you're like um because um, you ask your boyfriend for a fight on the green. Because <laughs> I'll have him, that's why. <laughs> Equality is up there with me and Craig. I batter the shit into this boy if I have I to. But anyway, we are about to cross our 11th border, mate. Is it? 11 wow. borders on one trip. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. How do you feel when you say that, that country? Well, I did have one word for our experience in Uzbekistan, yeah. which is disastertron. Oh, now I don't think of that, see. But it's probably because I wasn't the one that ended up in hospital. But <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> I feel like, um, to describe it, it was like long cream linen dresses with trousers underneath. So you're just talking about fashion. Textiles, blue mosaic buildings, heat like no other mm. um yeah old school as well old school villages yeah horse and carts and stuff yeah 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 so amy's giving me this little um 
thing to say. A little monologue before we start. A monologue? Yeah, why not? <laughs> say it in your best, like, a thespian accent. What's that? You're an actor. 94 hours drive from home and holding 33 million human beings. Uzbekistan is situated in Central Asia. It's a double landlocked country, meaning it's landlocked twice. Ad lib, I ad lib that. (laughs) Meaning, (laughs) Meaning it's a landlocked country surrounded by other landlocked countries, does not share a border with the sea. In brackets. Come on now, Holmes, do your best. Their main industries consist of food processing, textiles, metallurgy. Met- metal work. Metallurgy. Is that a word? Yes. Metal work. Machinery, natural gas, and grows veg, cotton, corn, and rears cattle. Just to give you a little overview of the country, you know. So basically, most countries do that, don't they? Also, I only I only think I found out that you actually grow cotton, like, last year or something. Yeah. Shut up, you didn't know. Yeah, I did. I'm sure I told you when you were like, shut up, no, you don't. Yeah, you do. Grows on trees. Grow yeah. Cotton grows yeah. on trees. It's mad, isn't it? I've just blown lots of people's minds right now. <laughs> it doesn't grow in reels, like, you can't pick a colour. No, but, like, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, any other kind of material, like, you kind of make it. But cotton you grow on a tree. Mm. Mental. Silk gets pulled out of silkworms, doesn't it? Okay. You're wearing a bit of worm poo today, aren't you? (laughs) It's also part of the Silk Road and the official language is Uzbek, although a lot of them speak Russian. Okay, cool. Right, so that's a little intro to Uzbekistan. Before we get into the podcast, give a little shout out to our... uh, Sponsor, shall we? (laughs) Also, this week we got a spectacular surprise for you lot. We do. We got some treats for you. So we had a word with Babbel. We'll we'll tell you about that in a second. They're they're extremely happy with the way our podcast is going and how we big them up every week. (laughs) They love it. They're like, well done, guys. You're doing amazingly. Sales have gone up. I think the stock price has gone up massively since this podcast started. Absolutely, Craig. So Babbel is a language app. So have you ever thought about learning a language that you took in school, but you just don't think you've got enough time? Well, Babbage... Babbage? Babbage! Boom! Babbel can help you learn a language in a matter of weeks. Love it. So uh, what do you know about Babbel, babes? What have you got to say to the people out there who might be trying to use it? All right, so look at it this way, right? You're 14, maybe. You're going on holiday with your family. You are like, right, we're going to Spain. And then we're going to go to Italy. And you think, 14, I'm really cool. My parents aren't cool. I don't get on with anyone. I hate everyone. I'm going to learn a couple of language bits. (laughs) So that when we're, call it. when we're out for dinner... <laughs> Babble, learn a couple of language bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they're going to be updating their whole website after they've viewed this whole season, Craig, I swear. Um, so yeah, they're probably... If you're cool enough, you will learn, learn a bit of uh, Spanish before you go there and you can order the dinner for everyone. Imagine, they'd be looking at you like, she's a smart one. She S- was raised properly. Same question applies. What do you know about Babble, eh? <laughs> With Babbel, you can choose from over uh, from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German, which are obviously the main ones that people would choose to learn. Mm. Yeah. 
So the teaching method has been proven to be effective across multiple studies. What kind of studies? Well, they say, speak to me in Italian and they speak Italian. They go, how do you know that? They go, oh, I, I use Babbel, mate. Yeah. Study done. It works. <laughs> Tick. <laughs> Tick. <laughs> um, Babbel, uh, Babbel, <laughs> oh my God. Babbage, yeah. Babbage. <laughs> uh, it's available as an app or online and your progress is synced between the two uh, modes of communicational technology. <laughs> you are actually touching me, so that's my language rubbing off on you. All right, calm down. This is a podcast, love. No, I mean just like my legs touching your leg. So right now, Babel... Go on, hit hit him. Put, put a little... Here's know? the call to action. You ready for this? Right now, Babel is offering our listeners six months free with a purchase of six-month subscription with the promo code KINGYIT. <laughs> You're welcome, lads. I'll repeat that again for you in case you missed it. Go to babble.co.uk forward slash play yeah. and use promo code KINGINGIT, which is K-I-N-G-I-N-G-I-T, um, on your six-month subscription. So if you sign up for six months, you get six for free. That's so good. That's Seven of them. It's such, a, it's such a great way to be able to learn a language without going to... A really old person, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, heading back to next like, episode. Keep... Um, we kind of lost our sponsor because we just talked <laughs> rubbish. No, but like, imagine like a boy in Spain. Say his name was Jim. Mm. He's like, I want to learn English. Um, Love Spain. And you? they say, right, Jim, we are going to send you to give me a Spanish name. Barcelona. No, no, the name of a person. Um. Rodrigo. We're sending you to Rodrigo. And he goes, oh, Rodrigo's really old, though. He's like an old man that I have to learn English from. That's B-A-B-B-E-L <laughs> dot co dot UK my, slash play and my, promo codes kinging it. My point is, you can do it on your phone. It's that easy. And now if you've got tw- 12 months, you've got a year to learn something. Sick. Easy. There you go. Absolutely easy. Thanks for having us, Babble. Yeah, legends. So, Shout out to Peter. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, Uzbekistan. So we crossed the border. This country is one that properly checks your cars for drones. So we'd oh, heard right. that um, people had drones before and they literally like locked them in boxes that they couldn't open and they had to wait till they got to the other border for them to like open the box. That's right, yeah. And uh, if you've been following the podcast, you know that our drone has still been sat behind our stereo for like the last two countries because we've been terrified to get it out. Yeah. Legal. Illegal actions Mm. from us. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, you're the one with your name on the car. Don't, so. don't blame, don't play. If you're, blame anyone's game. going down, it'll be you. It'll be like, it's her car, mate. I never really thought about that. So yeah, they did, they gave us a thorough check and they checked the roof box. They actually asked Amy if she had a pistol. Oh, uh, yes, do, sir. You look I like the type to carry a pistol, to be fair. <laughs> well, I would have had the hair on top of my head, some kind of like weird kid's t-shirt on <laughs> with a pair of like baggy pants that I bought for four quid in Budapest. Baggy pants? You know, well, trousers. Ooh, you're American now, are you? I know, obviously, they're not my knickers. I didn't have baggy knickers on. I had trousers on. A t-shirt on. and a pair of pants. <laughs> Do you have a pistol, ma'am? I'm like, no. It's in my baggy pants. What made you think that? I'm not on drugs. <laughs> oh, um, Do you have a pistol? That's so, like, blunt. Yeah, no. Like, I'm going to go, yeah. 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 
I'm lucky you asked because I wasn't going to tell you. Here's my gun. Here's my certificate. <laughs> um, the boys, however, uh, Aiden and Ollie, yeah, their visa, their entry was for the next day. Oh, they got it wrong. And we got there a day early. So um, they decided to play a trick on us and it was perfectly played because I fell for it. Yeah, I, I wasn't part of that. No, I you missed it. Yeah. I, it was me in, in the car and I got out of the car. The, the boys pulled up to me in like no man's land bit. Yeah. And they basically were just, Aiden looked distraught. And by this point, like we were so tight as a convoy, the thought of like losing a car was devastating. Of course, yeah. So, no matter any car, their car. Because yeah. those boys helped us so much. Like, yeah, to be honest, knowledge. it was just the tow bar we were gutted about. <laughs> you give a fuck about the boys. <laughs> <laughs> but they just said, uh, Aiden was like, they've told us that because our visa's for tomorrow, we have to go back to Ashgabat, which was literally about 10 hour drive. Yeah. And they won't let us drive our car and we've got to pay a taxi fee to get there. $200. To change the thing. So we were just like, I was like, oh with a guard. my God. Yeah, with a with guard. With a guard, with a gun. And I was like, holy shit. And, and Aiden was like, yeah, I know. And he, and then they, they said, oh, we got to go back into the office now, but we'll keep you up to date. And I was like, oh shit, boys. Yeah. So I kind of walked off and they didn't even tell me. They didn't tell me then. They just, and then we saw them get in their car with the guard and the gun. And I was like, shit, they're actually going ba back to Ashgabat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did they have to get the guard in the car for? They actually, they did go to the embassy, but the embassy was like down the road. Down the road. It wasn't in Ashgabat. Right, right. And they didn't have to get a taxi. <laughs> Little buggers. Beautiful actresses. Yeah, they were good. It was Aiden, it was. Yeah. Sneaky devil. <laughs> so um, there was another team as well, Team Shenlong. So this team, this is a mad team, actually, this this. Tell them about them. Okay. So, yeah, part of our convoy going through Iran. Yeah, so Team Shenlong. So consisted of Seth and Grayson, who are Canadian, and their friends. Uh, Marcus and Ollie. Uh, Ollie's Canadian as well, isn't he? I think so. And Marcus was from Germany. But all of them met on the Mongo Rally Facebook group. None of them knew each other. Yeah. Not one single one. But they they joined the group and they'd said, listen, right, I'm, I, I think Marcus was like, I've got the car. I need three people to come with me. Who's mm. single on here that wants to come? Who's single? Well, not like... He, he's not Single and ready to mingle. No, <laughs> I just mean a single person. So, yeah, they all literally met at the start point. Yeah. You can imagine how explosive that might be. Calm down. But do you know what I mean? You've got you... a pistol, yeah. No. <laughs> it's in me baggy pants. <laughs> no, but if like one of them really didn't get on with the other, they could have clashed so much. Yeah. I'm sure they... Well, they did. Yeah. Well, I'm sure... Well, no, not really. Did well, they... without... <laughs> it's none of our business, really. But from what we got told from people... You gossip queen. Um, Splash it out. Go on. Well, Marcus did the whole car, didn't he? The, the Team Shenlong is something to do with Dragon Ball Z. And he painted this yes. incredible dragon on the side of the car. It, it was, was amazing. amazing. And like the eye was like the blinker. The yeah, the indicator. Indicator. Oh, it was fabulous. Go on yeah. our, our videos and, and have a look at it. But because Marcus spent hours on the car and he got the whole car ready in Germany, mm -hmm. um, I think Marcus was like, I refuse to drive, basically, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he didn't <laughs> so want to drive it. Marcus did, like, fuck all driving. <laughs> yeah. So the boys got angry with him. Anyway, the reason I brought this up was because we were all as a, as a convoy, but Team Shenlong decided to, they decided to later us. They, they pissed off, yeah. They they left us in Uzbekistan. They were like, right, we're going to make up some miles. I don't know why. Do you think it was like, because the rest of us were from the UK. Do you reckon we had the UK banter and those boys didn't either get it or want to, Make find it funny, maybe. Well, we did have Robin, who's from the Netherlands, and Amy's from South Africa, so it wasn't all UK. But it, we we were just like 
we would get up late as a team. We'd stop and play football for an hour. Yeah, we were. A bit <laughs> we were quite shit. lazy. Yeah. So they were like stressing because time was ticking, and they mm. were like, "We need to get to Mongolia for this day." So they left us. Yeah. So we. They, we were, had... they said, "We're going. Um, we're going to get some miles in," and we were like, "What?" Yeah. Oh, okay. Bye then. Bye. So we Bye. we had a saying which was "fuck you, Nucus," because everything went wrong in Nucus. Yes. And then we changed it to uh, the boys probably don't know this, and if you're listening, this is our saying: "Fuck you, Shenlong." Oh. <laughs> Get <laughs> you later, us. <laughs> Apologies. Never it? let a team le- member behind. Yeah. <laughs> leave. I mean, so um, they left us, and then I can't remember what happened at the border. But yeah, we got through, and we we needed to go to a garage because our car was battered. She was af- from the crater. Yeah, after the crater, and after going through all of the sand, which covered the stones that you would just hit. Mm. It was like fit 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 fit. Wasn't it doing that? What the car? Yeah, the car. No, it was more like. Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, it was all of that she combined. Wasn't happy. Yeah. yeah, our back piston was like vibrating against the bottom of the car. It yeah. was mental. Every time you went over a bump, your your what's that bone right at the bottom? Coccyx. Your coccyx was battered. Yeah. So um, after we got our coccyx battered on the way to the garage. <laughs> Um, we met everybody there and it was it was mad. It was really good to, to be in Uzbekistan because after we left Turkmenistan, it was like, even though it was a fascinating country and the people generally on the outskirts were friendly, there was like a weird vibe and yeah. everybody felt like... A bit on edge. On edge, yeah. Like they were getting watched with how they interacted with us. It was very strange. Yeah. But as soon as we got to Uzbekistan, everyone was like super friendly again. Everyone was smiling. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like a ran. The kids were yeah. high-fiving Happy us out of the car. Us, yeah. Yeah. And all the, the guys in the garage were like so funny. They were like drinking. They all had gold teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. So when um, we all got our cars sorted, had a bit of pizza in the local shop. It wasn't pizza. It uh, was... It was like a cardboard, cardboard with some tomato sauce. Flooring. On yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also were able to let our parents know that we were alive because in, in Turkmenistan, you couldn't get on the internet. Nothing would work. And back then, we didn't have like a VPN or anything. Yeah, and, and Iran, we couldn't get yeah. on. So um, we were like, we're alive, mum and dad. And uh, so that was quite a relief on there for yeah. Your yeah. mum must have been bricking it. Yeah. <laughs> well, our followers as well. Everyone was yeah. like, are you still alive? Like, we're here. It's fine. The problem we had, I mentioned this before, but our tires weren't easy ones to, to get. Mm. So they ended up patching our old tire that had a massive slit in it. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that'll do. And then like literally five miles down the road, it was like a big bulge out the side of the tire. Yeah. <laughs> so dodgy. Not great. Um, and they welded our sump, bar, uh, sump guard back on and they also fixed the rattling suspension. So Ferranda was like passable. Passable. Maybe not MOT passable. Oh, no way. And she had a football pitch on her roof as a roof rack. <laughs> was she massive. was not passing an MOT. <laughs> Talking of football pitches. So we drove off from the garage and um, we literally bumped into a bunch of other rally cars. Yeah, I loved it when we yeah, did that. It was that so was much amazing. fun because everyone already had their stories to tell. You know, you're all kind of doing this together. If you've got a Mongol rally sticker on, you part of the team. Mm. If you don't have a Mongol rally sticker, you're an outcast, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. Like if you just choose to not pay the 600 500 pound entry fee to actually go with the adventurists and do the mongol rally properly 
nobody likes you. Mm. Wasn't people, there was like a guy following us at one point. And we were like, we need to lose this guy. Yeah. Was it us or someone else? It was us, yeah. He, he turned up in a hotel once. It was in Uzbekistan, actually. Ah. And so they, they, they printed their own Mongol rally sticker and then they put like a big red cross across it as if to say they were like anti-Mongol rally. Yeah. And the why guy was a bit of a dick anyway. Because mm. I, remember, I remember talking to him and I can't remember what I was eating food or something. And he said, oh, like, why are you eating that? And I said, oh, because everyone had meat or something. And I said, oh, I'm vegan. Yeah. And then he started talking about how he loved whale hunting and stuff. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. remember that? I was like, yeah. you're just an arsehole, mate. Yeah. I wish I was there, Craig. I'd have <laughs> had him in headlock. <laughs> yeah. So we let that guy. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? What were we saying then? Sorry about that. I, I have no idea. Football. <laughs> football crazy. Chocolate mad. Na, 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 na. Play football with the lads. <laughs> <laughs> Not like a Sports Direct TV advert or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Hashtag not a spawn. <laughs> so yeah, so we fa- we bumped into the double-decker bus, which was amazing. Yeah. We hadn't seen it since the start line, and they were just parked up in Uzbekistan. We did talk about the double-decker bus in the beginning, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. J- just to reiterate, yes, somebody did take a bright red Yorkshire sightseeing double-decker bus on the Mongol Rally. It was mad. They Incredible. had AstroTurf at the top. They had a dartboard, a barbecue. It slept 10. Had a bloody washing machine on it there. Had mate. a washing machine and a what fridge. What the hell is that about? It was amazing. So yeah, we saw them. Had a few drinks and there was a big astro turf pitch and we all played football. Me and the boys played football for ages. It was class. And you hadn't eaten, had you? No. Or or drank much. I think this is the start of my decline into yeah hospitalisation. Yeah. <laughs> you came back and you had purple lips and I was like, oh. I looked at Jess. I was like. Craig does not look well. Like yeah. I know when you're about to start getting sick because you just look weird. I had low blood sugar as well. I was going hard playing football what with the have? lads. Like, yeah. What do you and your sister have? Hypoglycemia. I mean, it's just a lie though, isn't it? It's not. It's low blood sugar. I went to the doctors. I thought I had diabetes. She said, you just need to eat more. It's just I was like, ex- you're going to pay my food bill, love, because I can't afford it. It's just an excuse, Craig, to be angry all the time and have a go with me. Trust me, it's a disease. I'm like, have you eaten today? He's I'm like, like, no. I will uppercut you. <laughs> so. So whilst we were playing football, Team Shenlong, mm. who'd been getting a bit shitty with us. Yeah. And later in us. Yeah. They found a place to stay. And then they started getting shitty with us because they were there paying and we were out playing football. Yeah. So that was a bit weird. But anyway, we sorted the beef out. <laughs> we ended up at this, um, we tr- we found a hotel and they said, we can't fit you all in. But one of our mates has got a massive house so you can all sleep there. This was like a theme <laughs> of like that part of Asia. Wasn't yeah. It? Oh, there's no room, but you can stay with my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and their friends are cashing in. Absolutely cashing in. There yeah. was about 30 of us. And they charge us $15 each to sleep on the floor in their living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, yes. It's a local experience, isn't it? Yeah. I oh, know it was $10 this one. $10, $10 each. Bargain. So um, we found, because we were able to drink in this country as well, we found um, a shop, got loads of beers in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up like, because there was hardly any cups and so many people, we were drinking out of teapots and glass, any, like all their best crockery. Any crockery we, we could find had beer in it for somebody. But we met, yeah, there was people there that I didn't know. So there were other yeah. other cars that had just come as well. And they'd obviously said to them, oh, come and stay in this place. Yeah. So there was just a massive like Mongol rally crew of people in this one house. And the the roof was really tall wasn't it it was massive it was a yeah we'd obviously just kicked this family out they'd gone oh they were lovely oh, they were in hilton down the road mate. jim take your family 
you have to leave. There's there's a party. But it was weird. Like in every house we went in, Uzbekistan, they'd have a stack of mattresses. Yeah. And I think they just must have all their friends and family over like mm. once a week or well, something. Do they big sleepovers. Not quite mattresses, but they were like mats, weren't they? Yeah. Like literally, like seventy mats piled up. So it was like they knew we were coming. Yeah. But they so, must um, have a big extended family over for Christmas or something. Yeah, they must Christmas. do. But yeah, it was the first time we drank in a long time and everyone got pretty smashed. Uh, woke up the next day um, on the floor and uh, we were like going out to pack up the car and I saw Rob sleeping under a bush. <laughs> <laughs> How did he manage oh that Oh my God, then? he was just a mess. I think he was. He tried to get up and then he just thought better of it and then got under the bush for got some shade. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway. Was, that was the night that my mum rang me um, and I was telling her that we were about to start the Pamia Highway, which oh, yeah. we didn't necessarily, well, we didn't actually have it on our itinerary, did we? No. I, I, yeah, I think I had said, I'm not going to do the Pamia Highway because it goes up 4,000 metres above sea level or whatever and you will get altitude sickness. Mm. So I made the executive decision to just be like, yeah, well, we both did, didn't we? I was like, you're not going to struggle. Yeah, because we'd seen previous um, vlogs. Mm. But so she rang me and she was just like, oh no, you're doing the Pamia Highway. Um, and she was like, just remember, cholera is rife. And I was <laughs> like, did you just say cholera is rife? And then that was like a running joke throughout the whole yeah. thing. It still is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is a running joke. <laughs> she was just terrified. Of also, I think we she doing. was terrified, like, um, on a more serious note, there was actually four people, four or five people who got stabbed to death on the Pamia Highway. Seven. Seven people. Fucking mad. So they, they were foreigners. They'd taken a bike. They were Dutch. P but they Push bikes. And they thought they were American. And for some reason... They got um, attacked by... Um, uh, I think they believe it was somebody outside of... Um, Uzbekistan. Yeah. That they always say that though, them. don't they? Yeah. They say that in Thailand. Oh, it was someone from another yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. So we were about to do that. So Amy's mum was, was terrified. Mm. So anyway, yeah, we all woke up stinking hangovers, but we'd all run out of money again. So we went to the bank and <laughs> this was mad because we'd heard <laughs> about Uzbek money. So we ended up going in there and we changed um, $80. And the if you're on YouTube, you'll see the the hand signals i get i had a wad of cash like that a wad if you're listening to this it was like you like know when you four see bibles stacked up about five bibles five bibles and it was only 80 dollars. so i'm thinking imagine you go to buy a car in uzbekistan Let's you'd have to bring it. a car of money yeah well the money's in the boot mate oh or let's pop a suitcase full a suitcase a suitcase <laughs> Yeah, crazy stuff. It was quite interesting. It was funny because she was like, here is your money. And then it just sort of went. I just laughed. It was so big. I laughed. I was like, whoa. <laughs> we millionaires. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Um, yeah, mad, mad it scenes. Som. It was Som, was it? Som. Right. So after this, we made a collective stupid decision to yeah. go to the Aral Sea. Yeah. I think we were just, because I, I had done a lot of, I'll just, uh take this credit done a lot of research for the mongol rally where we were going to go and where we weren't going to go and uh came across the rlc crossed it off i was like nah looks rubbish <laughs> however ollie really wanted to go it was ollie right mm. and uh ollie so, were looking at you so <laughs> so their car was going to go and everyone else sort of thought oh, okay we'll go as well so we went as well it was just it was the lols yeah team morale you yeah. know we were like let's stick together 
But it was so far away, wasn't it? Mm. And we were slowly declining in health. Yeah. Um, so really, we could have done without going there. The worst part was is it was a huge detour. It wasn't on the way to anything. We were yeah. driving up the country mm-hmm. to the Aral Sea. So the, the Aral Sea, if you don't know what it is, it's 68,000 square kilometers. Um, and back in the 60s, the Soviet Union diverted the main river away from it. Sorry, it's a 68 thousand square kilometer lake it used to be yeah and then the soviets diverted the main river away from it and it completely dried up and that was the water for villages around it wasn't it yeah so the whole industry there uh, was fishing that's Mm -hmm. what they all lived off Um, that was their bread and butter but obviously when that happened uh, it all dried up and so now it's like a boat graveyard it's fascinating really it's a mad story it is it's horrible it's like heartbreaking really it's crazy so uh, we drove there and it was shit. Yeah, but there's nothing there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would have been great if there was a massive lake that maybe we could have all jumped in or something, but there's nothing there. Yeah, we saw the lake's gone. two boats on a bit of sand, yeah. basically. Yeah. And it was so hot. I remember me, you and Rob were just laying in the shade. Mm. And we were going, why the fuck did we bother coming why here? Why here? I know. I think I was angry at myself for not... For knowing that it was going to be a bit rubbish, mm. but go, but going anyway. I think the fact is that we were spending so much time in those cars, so much time, yeah. that any free days were a godsend. And now we'd we, you know, made ourselves go all this way out, and we have to go back down, mm. and it was just extra driving, wasn't it? It was. So we had a meltdown, didn't we? Well, yeah. So we found the hostel, and this was like a running theme. I think they just see you. They see the Westerners come and they're like, right, well, let's make a killing. Because yeah. everything else was stupidly cheap. But there's nothing there. So there's nothing there, you kind no. of just We never went on Airbnb and found one. You just kind of find something on the road. How yeah. did we find that one? I don't actually know. But um, when we got there, they wanted £15 each. Yeah. And it was a 10-bed dorm. In a, in a bedroom, yeah. So, you know, you think 15 quid in Uzbekistan, you get a luxury hotel room with an ensuite. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we ended up paying it because there was no other option. They weren't budging, were they? No. We even did the walk away and all got back in the cars, didn't we? Yeah. I think they did come down to 10. No. No? No, I don't think they did. It was crazy, though. It was like a really bright coloured room with all these like mad... Throws and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, like floral f- throws. It was quite Mongolian-ish, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I think felt, it's... Yeah. felt a little bit. You know, like that piping you used to get as a kid as well, where you'd make spider legs out of it? Yeah. It was like loads of that colourful stuff, like hanging from the ceiling <laughs> in these mad shapes. Yeah. It was fascinating. A crazy spot. Um, but I, this is when I started declining, like mm. my health. I felt so weak and worn out. And so we ordered food, and I remember I was so hungry, and it took two hours to come. What did you order? And it was literally, it came, and it was a bowl of rice with some cucumber on the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was so annoyed. I had to eat it because there was nothing else for me there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up just going to bed at like 8 o'clock, and I slept right through till like 10 in the morning. So the next morning, we were feeling so done, weren't we? And it was building up. We'd like been spending so much time together um as a team as a team yeah and and like we were feeling really low and amy's mum and she gave you a card didn't she from yeah. the beginning yeah and so for some reason we thought it was a good idea to open it now yeah when we were feeling down i think i found it again because it was mixed up amongst all my luggage and we found it and it just said all these beautiful words of encouragement and it was what we needed but we we cried didn't we yeah. Or did I? Did I cry? I had a little tear. Yeah, I wasn't like my lip one going like. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was very. It was 
yeah it was just it was so emotional lovely and what we needed and she just sort of said something like um may the angel stay with you and guide you home or something yeah, and that like, was that what topped me off I was oh, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, uh, but we, we had reached that point where we were so defeated we were so worn out and being around everyone is, is so fun but mm. when you don't get any time to yourself, like just food, me and you isn't it? and the foods. Um, Everyone was, you know, they could eat quite well enough. Yeah. But us, it was like bread or rice every single day. Yeah. So there was no energy given to us. There was no nutrients. Like we were just, yeah, decreasing in value and, every day. And I think the drinking didn't really help either. No, definitely not. No. But yeah, everyone had their moments. Like literally everybody. It wasn't like we were overly emotional mm. or sensitive people. There was moments where everybody in the convoy was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to go home. home. Yeah, and, you'd and you'd have, have to talk, talk them around. Mm. And it was great in a way because everyone was like, everyone would help you and talk you around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just, we had our moment and had a little crying and attempted to get back so there was a place called kiva so we'd all planned to stay in like a really posh hotel we were like so excited we're like we'll stay in a, a four-star hotel it's gonna be lush we can have a proper wash get some good food and stuff we'd actually rejoined with shenlong so the boys were with us at the rlc and again they were like oh we're gonna put him some miles and they laid us again oh right yeah so we were like Fuck team Shenlong. It was like a weird vibe between them because we couldn't quite figure out why they wanted to go because we were having so much fun together yeah. as a convoy. It was weird. I think they were just worried that they wouldn't make it in time. Maybe, yeah. To the finish line. Yeah. Um. So yeah, again, that morning, just before we got in our cars, this is when we first properly met the Italians. We should have got one of them on to chat. Yeah, I know. side of things. Maybe we next week, maybe. Yeah. So um, Ricardo and Lorenzo, Lorenzo, the pair of legends. So we didn't know this at this point, but these two would literally be our saviors. Our heroes. Our heroes forever. We so love yeah, you guys. This is the first time we introduced them to the vlog. And I was like, hey guys, say hello to your mums. And they were like, hey mama. And then uh, Lorenzo was like, pasta. Pasta. <laughs> and Ricardo was like, no. No. <laughs> so funny. Giving into the stereotype. But these two were so... Like, oh, it was so nice to be around them. And they were incredible cooks as well. Really, we, like, positive, happy, like, beautiful, like, souls, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, so nice. The way the Italians are and just, like, how they touch each other when they speak. And, like, like Lorenzo would always have his arm around Ricardo and or have a hand on his shoulder. Well, or, it was Ricardo around Lorenzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, it's just so lovely. I just think they're... they're they're such lovely people. Mm. Yeah. And they made so many nights because they'd like cook a big pasta dish and like mm. it was incredible food. And they'd cook for us as well. So I remember one night they did like this aubergine pasta with this tomato sauce. It was incredible. It was so tasty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we met those guys uh, and they would help us out in about half an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just half hour. So we start for some petrol. Um, and I don't know if any of you have ever noticed this, but when you fill up your car with petrol, or if you're American, gas. Gasoline. On the uh, on the little handle thing, it'll tell you like the the quality of the petrol. Mm -hmm. And usual normal petrol is like ninety five. Yeah. And I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is percentage. It's probably not if it's coming it's out of your mouth. Not, Go probably not percentage. But the the quality of the petrol that we were using, the lowest one we went to was eighty. Right. And so people usually, they take filters. So before you put your petrol in, you filter it through like a, cap or something. a bunch of Mesh. layers to get rid of all the shit. So mm. all the sand and grit that's mixed in with this rubbish petrol. Yeah. As we were driving back, 
we just put this petrol in and we had our most catastrophic breakdown to date. Yeah. So Will was actually driving. He said he was trying, he was putting his foot on the accelerator and the whole car was breaking. Breaking. Like, who does that? Whose car does that? <laughs> so we were like, oh shit. Oh shit. This is terrifying. Um, the engine management light came on. But that's the problem, isn't it? Because Brandon Babes was so flipping slow, she was the slowest of the pack. We were yeah. always at the back. Always. So when she broke down, because she was one of the only cars to always only break down, mm. we'd be left. The boys would be gone, and you'd wonder how long it would take them to realise you weren't behind yeah. them. <laughs> and then they'd have to come back. So you could be waiting, like, the guts of an hour for them to actually... Turn around. Do the ring back, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, we, we actually had... Um, like a code reader, which was pretty useless because even it if we knew, it was shit. Top tip for the wrong guy. No, it, don't it, get a code reader. It was actually right though. It what said it multiple cylinder misfire. What the hell does that mean? Well, there's cylinders in an engine, isn't it? Well, tell me which one it is. Multiple. That one. Oh, it that can, one and it that could one. Could be anyone. That's what he's saying, <laughs> dickheads. So um, I was like phoning my brother and stuff, uh, and then the boys came back and they told us. Basically, they told us to a garage. We saw a bunch of mechanics and they were just all scratching their heads. They were like rocking the car back and forth. Rocking it. What's all that about? Do the old rock test. Is that a thing? <laughs> um, and then they basically just said, come back in two hours. Um, they they found out that one of the pistons was knackered. Mm. Um, and then it turns out that they couldn't actually fix it. They didn't have the parts that they needed to fix it. So we were like, oh shit, again. Mm. And whilst we were there, the guy was, uh, Amy needed the toilet. You had a little shit behind the garage, didn't you? unsure of that bit because uh i was like got me wet wipes uh excuse me mate excuse me excuse me love excuse me where is the toilet and he was he just pointed so i made my way to the way he pointed and it was just like a field of sand and i was like <laughs> a desert is there yeah a desert a field of sand <laughs> he built a field and just sprinkled sand fucking on it poet craig fucking poet so he i was like looking for this shed or something to shit behind yeah, shit, it, <laughs> shit in. Um, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta not show me baggy, me baggy pants, Craig. Um, but there was nothing, and then there was another guy around the corner. I was like, to- oh. toilet, and then he pointed just into the field of sand. He was just pointed into it, and I was like, so you mean I can go anywhere around here? <laughs> and I think uh, I discovered that yeah, that's what they meant. But I didn't go because it was too open. Mm. So yeah, held that one in. But that was like where the horse and carts were. We're yeah. going across. It's like this dusty little village. Mm, we went across the road and bought like some drinks from the local people. They had ice, mm. which was, yeah. We didn't come across that too often, did we? No, we Cold didn't. drinks, yeah. So we were making our way back to Newcastle. Remember, we were going up out of our way to go to the Aral Sea. So we were coming back to Newcastle. So we found the garage. We spoke to a lady who knew a guy and sh- she spoke really good English. Mm-hmm. So we took it to him. And he basically turned around and said it was going to cost $450 to fix it. Yeah. He also said it would take three to four days, which was rubbish because we were already behind schedule. We Yeah, this was it. We were just like, this is the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. We cannot we cannot afford to lose these days. Like we had visas that we needed to be out of the country by. Yeah. And, you know, we weren't near the ending, but it was fast approaching, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was just like, such bad news because you just know your convoy has got to go without you yeah i know and no one wanted to leave us as well which was amazing everyone's stuck behind yeah Um, and and everyone else had their own car problems but this is where the whole fuck you nucas thing came around Mm. because it just kept going wrong yeah but one of the main problems was that we had a fiat panda and i've said this before on the podcast if you're going to do the rally 
make sure you get like a Japanese car because the parts are so much easier to source. Yeah. Um, he also, he offered us, and I wish we'd have done this because we probably... Yeah, I do know too. It would have been a different story. He, he offered us a whole new engine for $150 more. So if he'd have paid $600, he would have replaced the whole engine and it would have taken the same amount of time as well. Can, can you just look, like have a feel of the country, right? We're in this dusty road with like super old like pharmacies and like really old school hairdressers. Like it looked like some, something from a Western in the 60s. And he's gone, I'll do, do a good price, give you a new engine. It was going to come out of a lawnmower or a tractor. <laughs> it wouldn't have been like a proper engine, I don't think. I don't not, know not why it would have been. It could have been any kind of engine, but as long as it works. Imagine it come out of like a Subaru or something. <laughs> mop, mop. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we needed somewhere to stay that night whilst the car got fixed or for a few nights. Um, so we went back to the hotel. The hotel was like a her- central hub we were going to. Yeah, because the lady there spoke English. Yeah. She could help us. So she found us like a, a house. It was massive. Of course she did. Um, $15 per person. And because we didn't have a car, they put us in a taxi to go there. And then uh, the next morning, like that night, I felt rough again. And then the next morning, the guy, the owner of the house dropped us back to the hotel. Yeah, that was kind um, of him, wasn't it? He yeah. Just, he, we did a little detour to like take his son to school. And then we we headed off, but they were lovely. Yeah. Did they speak much English? No. Yeah. But they were very smiley. Could feel the love, yeah. So at this point, I was like a one out of ten. Yeah. Health wise, and yeah. so in this reception, I was just laying on the sofa. The lobby, yeah. And I was just sweating. I had a migraine. I just felt so every muscle. You know when you're so ill and like you touch something and it hurts. You're like ah. Yeah, like ah. a pussy. Yeah, I know what you mean, Craig. <laughs> you do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was seriously ill. So um, I didn't know what to do. So I was just laying there basically. And the, the receptionist, she saw me and she I could see her, the pity in her eyes because mm. she could see how rough I looked. And um, so later on, she 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 was actually communica- communicating with the mechanic for us. Yeah, so that's, we were just waiting, weren't we, for hours. Yeah. Um, and she apologised to me later on. So she ended up taking me to the hospital. And whilst we were on our way, she said, I'm so sorry, I wanted to take you earlier, but I was so busy trying to run the hotel. Yeah. She was so lovely. Lovely. Great English. Great gal. Yeah. She was an absolute champion. So, yes, yeah, they took me to the doctors and it was basically like someone's bedroom, wasn't it? Yeah. Someone's like kid's bedroom, but without like, it was just like plain little beige walls, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, they were like aqua yellow walls. It was oh, mental. Sweet. <laughs> So yeah, there the was a lovely nurse with gold teeth. It's like a fashion in Uzbekistan. I think so. You must be someone if you've got gold tooth. Yeah, she was a gangster. So Why didn't we get them? Could have got them cheap. If you can get a bloody whole new engine for $600, you could probably pick up gold teeth really cheap. <laughs> Should have done that. That would have been a great Instagram post. <laughs> hey, mum, look at my new shoes. You'd have battered them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was lovely. She um, basically put me on a drip. I don't never found out what was wrong with me. But they just pumped, I think it was probably dehydration and malnutrition. Bit of a, a bit of a. So I lost like two stone on the rally. Yeah, I, I lost a good bit of weight, but I'm not that much of a pussy, so <laughs> I didn't need hospitalization. Um, but yeah, yeah, when we were there, they kind of took him upstairs, put him on a bed with a little curtain around him, and there was like three other people in that room next to you. Mm. There wasn't much space because it was just a bedroom. Mm. And then, um, yeah, you had like this bag that looked like. You'd won it at a fair. The ones that hold the goldfish had it on your head for some reason. And then, yeah, you were on a drip and they kept stabbing like all these injections into the... Into the bag. Into the bag of drip. I think it was just like Mm. antibiotics and... Things like that, yeah. 
but it was incredible. Literally, like I was on the drip for maybe two hours, and then as soon as it had all gone through, I had some like liquid in my system. Yeah, I felt like a new man. It was unbelievable. Just like a switch instantly felt like a new man. It was yeah. crazy. Isn't it mad how you you don't know what they're giving you? They could hate you know foreigners and they they could be stabbing in poison but you put your trust oh, calm down <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell i've got a piston don't worry love I'll, I'll save you no they you know you, you put Free your trust down. in any in anybody and, and they've helped you yeah unbelievable. Oh, you remember when we were leaving um the woman started waving and flagging us down and she was saying craig craig yeah. and the other guys thought that we had fans in Uzbekistan, but she was the nurse that <laughs> yeah. they, they were like, oh, I thought she followed you, YouTube. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> we're like, yeah, um, she's just a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were so nice, the girls. And like, because I felt so happy that they had fixed me and yeah. I felt so amazing. I went, ra- went around and hugged them all and they were all giggling. They're like, yeah, oh, they were, yeah. <laughs> so funny because they didn't expect it. Yeah. Um, There's nothing quite like like being made felt better though oh my god it was i've I've completely forgot that i've got facts about this country yeah (laughs) bear with the brother so yeah they were probably really giggly because apparently in uzbekistan it's only acceptable for a handshake to take place between two men oh really yeah i'm just hugging everyone's wives (laughs) the way you're supposed to greet an uzbek woman is by bowing to her with your hand uh, plate with your right hand placed over your heart oh shit you pro- going round hugging them all. They're probably like, oh my goodness, what is this boy doing? <laughs> I'm wanted in Newcastle for touching people. Pest. Sex pest. Pest on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were a bunch of legends though. Yeah. You got any more facts? So basically, if you go for dinner in somebody's Uzbek house, if you're their guest, um, it is tradition that you are to be seated farthest from the house's entrance. Really? Yeah, that's just a thing. Also, Uzbekis believe that turning bread upside down will bring you bad fortune. There's also a bread there that I read that you can't throw away. You're not allowed to throw it away. You've got to eat it all. You've either, I, I don't know, I guess you've got to eat it or keep it. Somewhere. That wouldn't be a problem for you then. It's gone, mate. <laughs> no. Um. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this one's crazy. So, Uzbekistan... You have to be aware when you go to Uzbekistan, the laws are strict. It is still a quite a strict country. Um, punishments are severe. Mm. Um, and it is not wise to get snarky with the police. It is illegal to gamble, possess and use drugs, use tobacco and alcohol if you're under 20. 20? Mm. Also, homosexuality is illegal in the country. Really? Yes, it is. It is a crime to be gay in Uzbekistan. No way. That's mad. So... Uh, if you are gay and you're found out, you could serve a three to four year jail sentence. What? And aside from prosecution for the sexual orientation, gay Uzbek men experience harassment daily from the public. Oh, that's terrible. Many right? of them fear not only for themselves, but for their nearest and dearest, which is horrible. Mm. Also, this is like the worst thing. Uzbek jails are some of the worst in the world. They're the worst because they try to deter the crime. Right. So... um. There are stories of prisoners being physically abused, t- tortured, burned, electrocuted, and even boiled. Jesus Christ. Read up on it. I've been reading up on it. It is terrifying. So, uh, moving um, on. <laughs> and ex-prisoners who have been released f- um, for either health reasons or um, on 
completion of this sentence are unwilling to give interviews or tell their stories because they're forced before they leave to sign a confidentiality agreement and are threatened by police officers um, with with prison and a rearrest if they if they talk, which is mental. And on that note, also the national dish is called palov, which is made up of mutton rice, onions, and grated carrots. We'll leave it there. Fantastic! Thanks we'll for the facts there, there Drive. <laughs> So yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to get caught doing any crimes. Don't do any illegal bits in Uzbekistan. Not illegal bits, no. After that, we uh, spoke <laughs> to the mechanic. Got a bit deep there for a second. And, moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Can you get some nice facts for the next country? I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> the mechanic decided that not only did we need a new piston because mm. ours was fried. Fried. We also needed a new clutch. Who even mentioned the clutch to Nobody him? mentioned the clutch. Nobody said anything about a clutch. But he looked at it, and the lady from the reception said, uh, he's a really nice he's guy. guy. He's not a bad man, so he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So, yeah, not a bad price, $450 for all that. Yeah, that was just taken out of our pot that mm. we'd got for all our sponsorships. Spoiled little tarts of the spoiled realm. Tarts of the spoiled realm, Craig. <laughs> poet, Craig. Flipping poet. It's all coming together now. <laughs> I don't just make up words because I forget the word I'm trying to say so i uh what's the word uh replace <laughs> it with a different one <laughs> the irony Standard. of our sentence <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually a poet and i've just never known it you can buy amy's book on amazon <laughs> the plan was to head to samarkand which was a standout place for me yeah it was one of my highlights in the rally really i loved it that morning was so nice it's because i was there you were there, yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> so we stayed in this wicked little hostel, and we were right next to Registan. So the name Registan means sandy place or desert in Persian. It's Did not you know as that? nice as field of sand, though, is it? <laughs> sandy place, fields of sand. So these these buildings that we were next to, it was basically um, the three madrasas of the Registan, oh, yeah. and they are the Ulug. Yep. Beg Madrasa, yep. which was built between 1417 and 1420. Oh, don't give no fake facts now. No, People this is this is wiki, mate. This is legit fact. Wiki is not legit. Whoever wrote it on there might be. Uh, the Tilyakori Madrasa, 1646 to 1660. You're actually making me really hungry. <laughs> I'm thinking of Indian curries, yeah. And the Shurda Madrasa, 1619 to 1636. So they're... Spicy. Built... A long time ago. <laughs> um, a madrasa in Arabic. Madrasa is an Arabic term meaning school. So when they told us it was a, a place of learning, remember the locals? We were like, what is this building? They were like, oh, it's a school. Mate, one of the most immaculate schools I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. About a million little tiles on it. It was so beautiful. Sorry, I'm just confused with the fact that madrasa means lamb. No, means school. <laughs> You're right, mate. No, I'm on about having a lamb madras, and I'm thinking... Leave the lambs alone, will you? <laughs> no, obviously I don't eat lamb anymore, but... There's school for lambs. <laughs> that's that's <Fucking> horrible. <laughs> yeah, they were. The the most massive. It was an educational centre. Yeah, it was just said like, that. You said school. Yeah, we just had a lush morning. We walked around trying to do some Instagram bits, like, you know. We woke up at, uh, for sunrise. We woke up at six, and sunrise was at four, which we didn't realise. <laughs> That that would have never Missed happened. It. And as we were making our way down to sort of like the big courtyard with all the buildings in it, we realised like there was nobody around. 
Um, and a lot of places were cornered off, weren't they? Mm. The president was coming. Yeah. Or presidents. We didn't quite figure out how many there were or where <laughs> they were coming from. Um, so, yeah, um, they wouldn't let us in to begin with. No. And we had to ask. We had to be like, listen, mate, it's beautiful you. And we're actually moving along today. So is there any chance we can come in for an hour? And he said yes. Yeah, we so talked we him round. We had the whole place to ourselves. It was beautiful. Yeah. Nice and cool in the morning, breeze as well. I had to wear a hijab, didn't I? Mm. It was lush. Greased his palm with some poetic English language, didn't we? What? (laughs) (laughs) After that, we went back to the hostel. So this hostel was wicked. It was a wicked little hostel, but there was a lot of drama that went down there. Oh, so much drama, Craig. It was was love drama. It was love drama. We haven't even touched upon this yet. So we we didn't expect this at all. No. I don't know why, but... Because we're together. Whenever there's a female in the mix, there's always trouble, isn't there? You you take that back. Get on that green now, Craig Holmes. I'm talking about you. Oh, well, decapitate your knees. <laughs> what? I don't know. So <laughs> so basically, there was a, a fellow who came with a girl. One of the other fellas in another car fell for the girl. They sort she, of... She fell for him back. Fell for him back. And then the guy who Little was left break. on his own was gutted. He left the hostel, drove about 10 hours to an airport to fly home. Yeah. Um, actually flew back and then the curveball was that another fella from another car in our convoy actually liked the girl as well so he was ready to go home yeah so we were like we don't want to say any names because it's not really our place we're not really gossip queens but uh, it was crazy we weren't expecting it but it was just like I think that's it like we haven't been in in the drama of like single people because we've been together for an age Mm. so we didn't really yeah, we never ever thought about like relationship happening and, and drama and love drama. It was funny though, because w- one of the boys was like, I'm going, I'm going home, and he was kicking off. And then Amy stormed out the front and there was CCTV. So we were like, oh, what's Amy going to do? So we were all watching Amy on the CCTV. <laughs> and like the guy's like a quite big guy. He's like really tall. And Amy's like stood there with <laughs> no shoes on with her hair on her head. We were just watching the cameras and you're like pointing at him and going, like hands on your hips. I didn't and, want like, him to go. <laughs> telling I, him off. It was just so think, funny. I was telling him, listen, this is the adventure of a lifetime. Like, look how many memories you're making. Like, this is such a great experience. Like, are you going to go home because of a girl? You'll regret this for the rest of your life. Mm. That's what I was saying when I did all my hand actions. And I was like, don't you even think about going home? So, um, yeah. But he did. But he actually came back, didn't he? But we'll get on to that. Yeah. So there was like an awkward standoff in in the hostel and it was it was mad. It was yeah. uh, a lot of drama. So, yeah, we, we didn't have a gr- the greatest time in Uzbekistan. Like it, that one morning, I think that was a standout morning for me because it was so beautiful and... We like went to the Arrow scene, it was crap. Then I went to hospital. Then the car broke. It was yeah. all just one thing after another. Yeah. So to have that morning, it was, it was such a. I'm glad we had that. Otherwise, high. I would have been like Uzbekistan, shit, mate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the next mission for us was to drive to Dushanbe in Tajikistan. Dushanbe. Ready to take on the Pamir Highway. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Inside. I swear to God, Craig, if you forget them on drops like that again, I'm taking the whole setup. <laughs> so uh, we got back in Inside. the car oh my God. and carried on driving. Is you're either all or oh, Amazon deliveries here. Oh, what do we what do we get? Bits for the bus. Oh, go go go. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, lads. Uh, just a few bits for custard. <laughs> um. So yeah. 
Pam Mir Highway. Never thought we were going to do it. The boys are like, you should definitely come with us. I'm so glad we did because we were like, we're going to just drive through up through Kazakhstan. But we were like, no, let's do it. Let's just stay with the convoy. Yeah, of course. We couldn't leave them though. We were having too much fun. Yeah, um, best decision, wasn't it really? Yeah, unbelievable. So we're going to be talking about that on the next podcast. So you're going to want to come back, lads. Trust the brother. Take a breath, Craig. Can't catch my breath. I legged it up those stairs then. We're in the attic for all of those of you who don't know. Craig's Studio 63, attic. mate. Yeah. So it's quite high. You keep saying Craig's mum's attic. This is my bedroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mum. Did you pay the mortgage? Did you pay any part of the mortgage for this to, like, financially, you own this bedroom? Some of it. No. So if you are listening on the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Because uh, you'll boost us up the ranks. Not sure where we're sitting now. Probably number one. Probably. 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 Um, yeah, if you do, you're automatically entered into a competition to win some King in It merch. <laughs> King in It merch. We should have a little line for that. King in It merch. The, the clothing you'll only ever need. No, that was terrible. Summing of this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> what should they do if they're watching on YouTube then? Um, always press subscribe. Well, if you're already subscribed, you can't press it again. But if you haven't, then press subscribe right now. Yes. And press the bell. Yeah, so you get a notification for whenever we have our next podcast. Leave us a comment as well. If you've listened to this up until this point and you're loving these, they're like helping you paint or decorate yeah. or you're working, tell us what you're up to. Leave a comment below. Tell us what you enjoyed. Yeah, so we can like feature that more next time. You know, if someone's like, oh, I love the gossip. <laughs> you we'll, love it. We'll bring you some gossip. And leave us a thumbs up as well because that helps our channel grow. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Um, just have a really nice week, even though the weather's a bit rubbish here. Um, go out and if you've thought of a project that you want to start, go start it this week. Just do it. There you go. From the mouth of Amy B. Yes. The poet. You forgot. And uh, I put that at the end of my Facebook name. You know when you get like a doctorate or something and they put like doctor or like NBC on the end or something? Yours would be Amy, Amy Bannister, bullshitter. No. <laughs> We'll leave you that. Um, we'll see you next week. <laughs>